0: Everybody, and welcome to geopolitical trends so excited to be with you to, uh, today per se so anyway uh, I got an interesting topic for you because I believe the truth has to come out somehow somebody has to say it the way it is uh, we can just pretend and this is not about picking on a country or a leader or whatever I mean, heck i criticize my own government here as a matter of fact some have labeled me as a traitor you believe that just because you're speaking the truth you know i don't care what they say they're entitled to their opinion but it shows me how close-minded they are so so this is the topic that i'm going to be talking to you about is what's going on in india so well before i'll delve deep into all this like i always like to express my sincere thanks to you all and I would like to give a shout-out to some new channel members and supporters. I'll give a shout-out to James Tan. Thank you very much for becoming a channel supporter. I'll give also a shout-out to Polka Dots. Thank you very much for becoming a channel supporter. And the uh, the last person that I'm going to give a shout-out to here is Christoph Hasselrether. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Thank you so much for becoming a a channel supporters we are now about 70 members so like I promised you because I only if I give you my promise you can count on it I'm a man of my word so we are now at a 70 so once we reach 100 I will be doing an exclusive Q&A for the members and answer uh, all your questions so uh, if you would like to become a member of the channel please subscribe to it there is a link at the description there you can uh, click on it and become either uh, a member or a supporter. So, and for you, if this is for your first time landing on this channel, please uh, subscribe. I would really appreciate it. So I have an announcement to make uh, for you because last time I promised you that I will be working on, uh, on a, let me get my reading glasses here uh, on a re- on a health channel. Well, guess what guys? i just launched it yesterday so here is the link in the in the chat box for for you so you can check it out of course i will count on your support by subscribing to this channel so it's nothing there's only one video there for what i'm going to be covering in this in, in the health channel so i am working right now on the structure and i will be uploading new videos i look forward to that journey with you. And I have a lot to share health-wise, so. All right, let's get into our topic here. So what are we talking about today? Like I always do, I'll ask you the three main, two or three main questions. And the main one, which we all have to ask, could ethnic tensions in India pave the way for the civil war? What do you guys think? So just leave me an answer on the chat box here. Second question we need to ask, why is the Prime Minister Modi silent? Because to me, that becomes questionable. Is the government an accomplice into this or closing its eye on it or whatever? So, of course, I'm going to provide you the facts, but I'll let you reach your own conclusion. And as I said in the video that I released this morning, that uh, uh, I, I researched this topic. Why? Because of it's, it's of a concern. No more, no less. Nothing picking on India. I will do the same for any other country, be it Brazil, be it China, be it Russia, be it Philippines, Japan, you name it. You know, I don't distinguish between this and that. What's needed to be reported ought to be reported. Of course, if I confirm the information is accurate, and of course, I check the sources and all that. Then the third question we ought to ask ourselves is the state of India. What is the current state of India? Like you see in chaos, more chaos is emanating from there. More multinational corporations are living. And by the way, guys, be on the lookout for a video I'm going to release soon. And it has to do with the DGI. If any of you know what a DGI is, is a drone, Chinese drone company, which turned down a request for a purchase from uh, 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 India, India reached out to DGI to ask for, I think 1.5 billion rupees uh, in drones, and DGI said, "Oh, forget about it." You will be surprised to know why DGI turned down the offer. And, and I will, I also did the research on that because there are conflicting reports on it. So when I did the video, I disclosed both ends of the argument. But I have more information that I couldn't cover in just the uh, the uh, the recorded video. So, all right, let me, I'm gonna be sharing with you some images because you need to see where everything is. The first one will be where the state of Manipur is, and I'm not having a, vid, uh, a sort of a geographical uh, 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 narrative about it. Whatever, all you need to know is that the seven districts that are marked in blue here, those are uh, sort of uh, the 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 new districts. Because remember, the government got involved. As I said in the video, the government got involved and it has to do with tax uh, uh, objectives favoring one over the other. So the government of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi seems to really be embarking on some policies that Could backfire and I believe it will backfire so and this is why I decided of course after I got the also uh, the uh, the feedback from you that you guys wanted a live stream and that's why I decided to do here so so the idea of thinking about where the state of Manipur uh, is headed when I say state of Manipur I'm referring to the whole thing of India So you look at this picture and I'm going to be leaving some pictures here for you because you need to see uh, what's going on. So this one, for example, and by the way, this picture was taken on June. So this is the Indian paramilitary soldiers inspecting the site of a car bomb explosion in Ikwakta. Wakta is about 50 kilometers from uh, uh, Impal, capital of the northeastern Indian state of Manipur. So, now becomes the question for us. Like I said, is the state of Manipur on the verge of civil war? Why? It's because the last few weeks, in the last few weeks, you're looking at more than 250 churches. Yeah, churches in Manipur because they are Christians, they are Muslims. Uh, India has always been mixed. Of, uh, I mean, I read a little bit about India. Of course, I didn't cover all its history. It's an old civilization, as I mentioned. It's you know you can't ignore the history of India, and it contributed to the world at some point in its history. So, so the. uh the different, different ethnic uh, presence within its shores has always been the norm. So now, the last few weeks, what you're noticing is that more than 250 churches were sort of attacked. So it begs the question, why? You know, and those churches have been torched. You look at also more than 100 people were killed. You look at more than 40,000 people displaced with all this happening, Prime Minister Modi hasn't said a single word in public, publicly. So let alone visiting the conflict-ridden region. So, but again, we're not just blaming Prime Minister Modi here. The rest of the world stay in And why am I saying this? I'm saying this to you because I need to remind you of the recent visit by none other than the Prime Minister Modi to, not the U.S., he was to France. And for these reasons of why he's staying silent, and yet the European Parliament's decision sort of wondered. Why nothing has been done about this? Why the French president rolled the red carpet to the Prime Minister Modi? You know, without saying a single word about the abuses that took place. And this, by the way, the visit of uh, Prime Minister Modi to Paris was during uh, July 14th. July 14th is uh, in, in, is known in France as La Bastille, uh, uh, it's La Bastille, Jour de la Bastille, Bastille Day. It's the French independence on July 14th uh, of France. So. And this is why, uh, what I found it very troubling is that Prime Minister Modi traveled around the world with trips to the US, with trips to Australia, to Egypt, to Japan, to Papua New Guinea, and nothing has been said. It's problematic in a sense that that's why I asked that question earlier. Is the government an accomplice into all this? So the world basically has remained silent about the unrest in Manipur, which is between, by the way, you need to understand who the parties involved: the predominantly Hindu metai, who form a bare majority in the state. And the mostly Christian, Naga and Kaki tribes. So, so that's what is the, the problem with this. So, there is an organization inside India, believe it or not. It's called Hindus for Human Rights. Which, based on what I found, believe it or not, they are doing their best that they could to wake the world up to the crisis in Manipur and the broader we're talking about the broader threat to so-called democracy in india so if a hindu organization is moving forward with this how come once again the government of the prime minister modi and his party bjp hasn't done much so because this organization based on what i found has led protest and believe it or not even here in the united states it was during the visit of the prime minister to the united states this uh, this uh, organization protested in front of the white house you know did we hear much about it no we didn't so and this is what problematic uh, let me share again another image with you because you need to see. This image here, oh, what is it? Right there. This one has to do with the member of the Kaki tribe that cries during a sit-in protest against the killing in the northeastern home state of Manipur, which happened this way, by the way, in May. I'm going to share another picture. These are disturbing images, by the way. Very, very disturbing. This image here, this is a group of women. A representative, the Metai Society, holds torches. Yeah, they're holding torches, demanding the restoration of peace in Manipur. This was taken on July. Just last month. Here is another image here. These are the destruction of homes. Dozens of houses are seen here vandalized and burnt following ethnic clashes and rioting in Sagnu in the northeastern Indian state of Manipur this was in june so so it is for these reasons and others that are encouraged by the european parliament in our decision on wednesday to urgently discuss the crisis in Manipur. this is why the no confidence vote has to be sort of proposed in parliament i have my doubt it's gonna work why like i mentioned earlier in the video it's because the majority of the members are from bay gp i have my doubts they will do the right thing so yes it is a welcome development at a time when uh, sort of you will expect that something will be done but i i have my doubts, knowing how i've been watching indian politics for for a while now and i remember i used to traveled to the region, and I've been in Afghanistan, and I've been across the border. So I'm very familiar with the mindset and the political orientation of the Indian government in New Delhi. So, so and again, just this what highlights, it highlights the complexity of the crisis that exists. It reflects literally how complex the dynamics are at the heart of India's east, uh, east uh, easternmost state, so, and just a little bit of history for you to put this in perspective. Manipur joined the Indian state back in 1949 over, get this guys, over the objection of many Manipuris, especially in the Naga community. It has experienced secession movements, ethnic rivalries, and of course, serious human rights violations by Indian security forces and the military over since then, ever, I'm sorry, since then. So, And this is why I am, by the way, in the process of uh, digging into more information about Kashmir issue because I need to bring that to the fore and provide some assessments for you to understand. I have this disturbing image here I'm going to share with you. Oh, we already did this one here. Is this image here? This one here, guys, is a resident in uh, in uh, Churachandpur take part in a silent march while carrying those are dummy coffins, by the way, to uh, 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 commemorate all the tribe the tribal people who lost their lives in the ethnic clashes in Manipur in June just a month and a half ago. Yeah, did we hear much about it? No, we didn't. It's because to me, the government is staying silent over all this by design. So that's why I said, uh, and I don't shy away from say, if I would have had an opportunity to meet the Prime Minister Modi, I will tell him straightforward. And I won't mention word either. And I say, shame. Because leadership is tested when it matters. Here is an issue here. Here is a conflict. Where is your leadership? You couldn't even take stand in condemning the violence that's taking place against minorities. But it will be fair to say, while the Hindu nationalism was not the original cause of Manipur's problem, let's make that clear. Because we can't just be overlapping, you know. I don't do this sensational information and all. No, 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 no. I call spade a spade. So let me just put that to rest, make it clear. So the Hindu nationalism was not the origin cause of Manipur problem. But it's certainly exacerbating things right now. Given that the government is taking a step back and letting the mobs, or well, our majority Hindu, are con- con- sort of uh, committing atrocities. So the most recent wave of violence came in a rec- in April, yeah, just a few months ago, after Manipur's high court upheld, yeah, upheld BJP-led state government policy to grant marriages. remember who the marriages are, and I put this in quote, scheduled tribe, and of course, status. So, this this policy basically would grant it would grant the non-tribal community constitutional rights reserved for the minority Naga and khaki tribes, especially access to land. That's what's problematic. Naga and Kaki community leaders fiercely oppose this proposal because it was unfair. And he was unjust and argued that it would defeat the purpose of acknowledging historically marginalized groups that's very very problematic so over the past two months though this is why you've been noticing i'm i'm maybe you didn't because most of us didn't because that information was suppressed as a matter of fact i even find out that the government in india had to cut off internet access to certain parts. And this is why protests were taking place for the last few months against this policy. But I have spun into a series of violence, violent, very violent attacks, reprisals, and even call for war. That's again why I use the term, is civil war on the horizon in India? So, so you got neither the uh uh BJP led state government nor the central government for that matter has provided any any meaningful support to the countless many caught in the violence. Yeah that's that's what's problematic. I have another image and I need to share with you here. This is a widow Her name is Lilapati Devi. She's 55 years old, okay? And she's from the Meri community, mourns by the grave of her husband, Ramesh Singh, who was killed by a mob of a tribe. So, I have another image here. And those are those are by the way guys those are problematic those are troubling There's a shopkeeper stand next to a poster criticizing the silence from the Prime Minister Modi This was in June a month and a half ago almost So So now in a response to the European Parliament's deliberation on Manipur believe it or not European Parliament had to mention about this. Yet, I didn't understand why, the pri- why uh, President Macron had to roll out the red carpet for Modi. You know, to me, it's double standard. It's hypocrisy on part of France. You're saying, it's like what they said last time uh, when he criticized, why well, you got to let people protest. When, when protest happened in France, he said, you can protest. This is Western hypocrisy at the highest order. And that's why it's problematic. So when you have the European Parliament, okay, in response to the uh, uh, uh this this violence that's going on in Manipur. So the Indian government now has retained a European lobbying firm which has urged the European Parliament to discuss the matter with India before any resolution is passed. You all see what it means. Because any time a resolution is passed, usually it's agreed upon. So what the Indian government, Modi's government, Prime Minister Modi's government wants, it wants to have the conversation with the European Parliament prior to votes on the resolution. Basically, what they want, and I can see what what the government in India would want, it will want a water version of what this resolution is. So. Prime Minister Modi neither wants to publicly discuss Manipur, nor have European discuss it. Yeah, which is troubling. That's why, again, nothing against Prime Minister Modi. But when he's doing wrong, someone has to call it. It happens to be me, in this case. There is another image here, guys. This is an armed tribe uh, in, in Kaki, keeps a watch on arrival Meri community bunkers you know, along the de facto front line, which dissect, by the way, the area into two ethnic zones. This was done intentionally by the Indian government in the northeastern state of Manipur. This was in June. And this was two months ago. So, will it be fair to say that even during his visit, Prime Minister Modi's visit to France, I don't know, I wasn't there. So maybe he came up in the conversation, maybe not. So, so, there was just speculations from the media in France that, oh, the, uh, President Emmanuel Macron will raise the matter during Modi's visit. Did they? I don't think so. I didn't read up on any on it. And I know where to look for information about all this. So So if France is saying we promote Liberté, Egalité, and Fraternité, those are the models of a French Revolution, is the non-negotiable duty of every French leader. How come he was so shaky? Or standing on a shaky ground when Prime Minister Modi visited and couldn't look at him in the eye and say it. Hey, you need to step in as leader of a country to stop the ethnic violence. So that's to me a hypocrisy once again. I I I don't know how else to describe it. So this is how I see the the trouble in in how India now. It's going towards. And by the way, it was even worse based on what I found when I did the research for my upcoming video, the DGI. This one's from an economic perspective. Now it makes me, now it's, I'm more convinced now. Now I understand why multinational corporations are all leaving India. Foreign direct investments is not going to India. This ethnic tensions is kind of uh uh uh, sort of giving a signals or hint to what lies ahead and if i were to advise an international corporations to do business in india it won't be right of me to convince them to do so because just i'm being paid no i will not sell my soul for that because all i'm gonna advise them with is you need to understand what's on the horizon what's coming these tensions in Manipur, it's not going to be limited only to that region. It will expand elsewhere and whatever you put your business, it will be impacted one way or another, let along, the infrastructure that is not there, let along, the practices of the Indian government regarding the tax manipulations, let alone other, other issues and so forth. That's basically what I will be advising the governments or, or the corporations to do if I am asked about that. So to tie this one to the no confidence vote. So basically what Modi, Prime Minister Modi that is, will now have to do is to, gi- to give a detailed statements in response to the motion in the, in the uh, uh, monsoon session of parliament. Now the monsoon session in parliament is usually from July until August. It has a specific date based on what my research that I found. It starts on July 20th and it ends on August 11th, which means what, guys? It's tomorrow. Let me make sure of the date. No, it's after tomorrow. Today is the 9th. It's after tomorrow. So the motion will be sort of followed by a debate before it is put to vote, which will be expected within the next ten days. So, there is a an individual by the name of Arati Jera. He is a prominent Indian politician commentator, political. I'm sorry, political commentator. And he's saying that the government, and I put this in quote because it's his word, may evade end of quote the motion by guess what. And this is in quote, guys, by engineering enough uh, 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 ruckus to force an early end of the monsoon session. All this jargon, <laughs> political jargon, it means one thing, that they're going to manipulate the legislation. So they're going to find ways to go behind what's ought to be. That tells me where the priority is of the Prime Minister Modi's government is. They have no intentions of stopping this violence. They have no intentions of ending this ethnic uh, tensions in Manipur. So basically what the uh, BJP plans to do is because they have majority in parliaments. In Italy. We have that here, by the way, guys. Let's not just pick on on, on, on India. Britain has the same with its Labour and Conservative parties. The the German Bundesliga, the, the, the French parliament, anytime you have majority, they're gonna have to vote with the party. Why? It's because political career matters most than serving people. That's why we, there are no leaders. If you couldn't serve the people, then what's the point? You're useless basically, because they are in those positions to serve their own interests. This is exactly what's going to be happening. The BGP plans to fast track this legislative action, as many as 21 new bills during the monsoon session. But the opposition's in insistence on having a response from Modi could see the two party engage in standoff. And maybe sometimes that's what you need to have. As long uh, as as no violence ensues, there is no ever violence, uh, or violence is a way of resolving issues, whatever. No, 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 I disagree with that. But they can be playing uh, this legislative uh, uh, maneuvering. So the government, so what this, uh, this political commentator said, and I quote, let me get the quote here, guys. The government is on the defensive about Manipur, although what would mean defying parliamentary rules and conventions, it wouldn't be the first time the government, meaning the government of Prime Minister Modi, will have tweaked the rule book. End of quote. So the no confidence uh, uh, motion here signals a broader attempt now by the opposition parties to wrap up pressure on Modi ahead of the general elections in May 2024. You all see what's coming. Now it's going to become upon the Indian citizens. Because why Why am I bringing all this, by the way, guys? Somebody uh, might be asking, why is they were talking about India and all that? Like some said, why am I picking on, on Modi? I'm not. I'm presenting facts. I'm an analyst. I tend to see far ahead as to what lies ahead. Because what lies ahead for India will not bode well on the citizens, not the government. The members of the government they are well established. Now, you can put this under what we call the caste system, or not that's your decision, not mine. I'm aware of the caste system. I'm aware of its implications on the society and I'm aware, aware of how it is impacting the average Indian citizen. So it's going to become upon the citizens to decide do they want another term for the Prime Minister Modi comes May 2024. So what what just happened last week? Last week, you got 26 opposition parties announced the Indian National Development inclusive alliance so saying that the future of the country multi-party democracy and secular foundation are at risk under modi and in response the B, uh, bjp called the new alliance a group of and i put this in quote because it's very interesting self-serving corrupt dynastic parties end of quote and look who's saying that yeah and this is why i put the title on that thumbnail failed leader because what do you guys think is the prime minister modi's tenure as of today a failure for india just leave me some your answer on the on the chat box and I'll take a look at it. So, And once again, we are just talking the big picture here. Like I said earlier, as an analyst, I tend to think down the road. I don't look at now. I tend, I tend to think down, down the road. With, this, with the geopolitical shifts that's taking place, India is going to end up holding the end of the stick if it doesn't get its act together. How do you get your act together as a country or as a government? By at least, and firstly, ensuring your domestic home front is taken care of. So, let me show you again that picture. Because pictures tends to have, Is this one right here, guys. Yeah. So, if you couldn't take care of the domestic front, how do you expect the country to move forward? I just don't see it no and this only about Indian citizen, the average citizen so now with you, you know you're looking at a massive population of one point four some have said sometimes is 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 blessing other times is a curse in India's case uh more population more poverty is 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 going up, the level of poverty. Uh the infrastructure is not there. So it just common sentence for the business community internationally that is to start to think twice about ensuring any access to Indian markets. What for? And that's what I found in the research about DGI, the the, the drone. And again I, I saved one of part of the research that I did for the live stream, if you guys want that. Because to me, it was a very, very, very eye opening. Uh, and I know where to dig for the information. And I confirm the information before I come on the air. So, so this is where I see these problems moving forward for in, in India. So And that's what prompted me to come on the air and share this with you. So... All right, let me see, guys, if you have one question. Uh, remember, just uh, to, to remind you guys, make sure, please, to check out that health channel that I just launched yesterday. Please subscribe to that because I need to grow it quickly for me to start uh, uh, launching because I'm going to intend to do a, a series of... I'm, I'm working on a well-structured plan to how I'm going to deal with that channel. It's because health matters on a daily basis not once a month <laughs> and this is not about exercising and no 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 we're talking about look at the video i posted there for that channel and 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 just please spread the word about the channel because it's new i just launched it so so let me see i can answer one question because i have an interview in washington dc that i have to get to uh uh and i like to be on time i don't want to be late here so uh, by the way, also I'm preparing a video for you guys about Indonesia. Something big is coming with Indonesia. So just stay tuned as we say. Alright, I don't see any here. So I'm gonna guys check, uh, uh, sign off rather. It's because I need to go get prepared for the interview in Washington DC and I'll be coming on the air also soon. So well guys, I hope you find this very informative. And as always, remember geopolitics impacts your daily life in more ways than one. Till next time, guys. Bye bye.